It's time to talk about Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. And now, here's Ira. How would you like to take a romantic journey listening to a blend of folk, rock, and country music sung by a Venetian vocalist who also loves cooking as well? My guest is Giada Valenti, performing in Myron's at the Smith Center this Wednesday, May 24th at 7 p.m. For ticket information, go to thesmithcenter.com, and for everything about Giada, go to giadavalenti.com, and you can follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Jada, welcome back to the show. Such a pleasure to be back with you, Ira. Thank you. A funny question. I have a funny question for you. What is a Venetian like you doing living and working in Las Vegas? Enjoying Las Vegas. Come on. Vegas is the capital, (laughs) entertainment capital of the world. I get this question a lot uh, because they say, romantic Venice, and then you got to Las Vegas. Are Vegas, they know that Las Vegas is not the strip, ladies and gentlemen. Las right. Vegas is nice suburban places, either Summerlin of Anderson of Lake Las Vegas, where the weather is perfect, the, the the streets are quiet. There is almost now we get a little bit more traffic, but comparing to Los Angeles where I lived before, it's like <laughs> So what am I doing here? I just enjoy life. Because, you know, I perform only twice a year in Las Vegas. The rest of the year, I'm traveling either the United States or Europe. But I like to call Las Vegas home. It's a base of operations, which is great for you. Great airport yeah. we have. And I could get away asking that question because I am a Las Vegan. So. Oh, you you may be one of the first and only I know because everybody in Las Vegas comes from somewhere else. Well, I do come from somewhere else, but I've been here long enough where I consider myself a Las Vegan. Let's put it that way. I want to start out before I even get into your new song and all the music you're going to be performing. It's a 90-minute show at the Smith Center, which is great at Myron's, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But who were your mentors growing up? Did you have people that you looked to for specific guidance in terms of your vocal skills, your vocal talent, or was it just you developed on your own? I kind of, I said, I developed on my own. I always say, but it's not true. I I was introduced to music and by my grandmother. My grandmother, she was a soprano, but uh, she had seven kids. So she had to let go a little bit of the career, even though she never stopped really singing. Uh, she she couldn't travel, you know, uh, Italy mainly. And she was oper- an operatic singer. So she's the one that discovered when I was a little girl, we performed together in church on the choir. And uh, everybody, of course, were, were, were all adults. I was the only kid of three years old. But she noticed that I was singing. So she said to my parents, hey, the kid uh, has a perfect pitch. So <laughs> she was singing to me, you know, all this uh, aria. And I was singing alone. So she's the one that said to my parents, let's try to see if we can, because it's kept the generation. None of the seven kids of my <laughs> were actually musical at all. So grandpa, was like, wow, finally one. So we to school, school and uh, to, to, she was teaching me uh, singing, of course, but she also decided because she said every singers need to have a, a little bit of knowledge of music. So she, intro, she uh, enrolled me to uh, piano classes and I could write music notes when I was uh, very little, even before I could write the ABC letter. So I started to play classical piano. And so I would say my grandmother. And then my grandmother also, she was very wise. And she told me things that to these days, I'm always get complimented by people. 
by many things, but one of the things they say, they say that even though on stage I look like a diva, <laughs> when, when I get down, I'm very personable. And many people are surprised about me, this kind of personable. And I said, this is what my grandmother uh, used to say all the time. She used to say that you, uh, the, the gift of music and your talent is a gift from God and you have to be grateful for, but you are nothing better or less than the audience that will come to you. So she said, if you're going to be lucky enough to do what you want to do, which is music, you have to be grateful to either to any kind of person that comes to your show and admire your talent. Because she used to say, if it wasn't for them coming to you, you would be singing in the shower. <laughs> and that stayed with me, which is true. I mean, I'm blessed and lucky that I can sing and, 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 and I can do what I want, but Hey, my luck doesn't make me any better than any other person. Actually, makes me one of them. And and and, and so so I think my grandmother, in her simplicity, she's been like my guide, my guide through life. I, I always say, you know, the family are the first teachers, and I uh, I think I'm very blessed that I also my parents and my grandparents and all my family they were very grounded. They made me like an honest person in love with life and appreciating everything. Sometimes people, they say, oh, you have time to write to everybody, to all your friends, to all your fans. And I'm like, they deserved everything and more. Because if it wasn't for them, remember, I would be singing in the shower. <laughs> I sing in the shower now, but I'm very, you know, I'm very accessible. So if people want to see me there, I'll talk to them. You know, there's a, there's an American phrase: "You're down to earth," which is great. So you're up on stage, you're you're different, but when you're not on stage, you're down to earth. Yeah, I am. And then my grandfather had the other one, the same theme, something that was more inappropriate to say on any stage or maybe also on a podcast. But when I was going home and I would say, Grandpa, I saw this or that or the other, you know, those famous people. He used to say something. I don't know if you can say you can you can cut it out, but grandpa used to say, it's just one of us, you know, even the Pope when he goes to the bathroom, needs to push. <laughs> that was his saying. I can never say it. I, I share it with you, Ira, today. But that proved that that's where I'm coming from. We are normal people. <laughs> now, hey. uh, of course, if he ate fiber, he wouldn't have to push. But that's another time and another subject. So, yeah, yeah of course. You got the picture. So, where my family was. Actually, I thought my grandfather was. Uh, you know, he had a saying for everything. And I said, my grandfather is crazy. But now, as an adult myself, I'm like, he was such a smart man. I think you should put those sayings of your grandfather on your website. I think that would be a great addition. Hey, and maybe I shared on stage. I mean, I never shared the pushing things, but no. hey, it's clean. Whatever the meaning is, <laughs> the pictures, right? Right. And I can vouch that you do respond to people because on Facebook, where you used to do Facebook Live during COVID, you respond to people who post on your Facebook page. You're just a very interactive person. And that comes as you say, from your, your parents and your grandparents. I mean, uh, if somebody uh, says something that is uh, something nice, you, you have to answer. They always say, how do you find the time? It's, it's, it's just a second, you know. Of, exactly. So if you're too busy to appreciate the people that care for you, then you don't deserve them. Very wise. And also, too, today, there's a lack of handwritten notes. But as a result, it's much easier to write or post a quick response to somebody, as you say, a few seconds. I'd love to write more, but my handwriting is so bad that I won't even get into that. But now, who was it, your parents or your grandparents, that also gave you a love of cooking? Or was it all of them? All of them? Both. 
All of them, all of them. Um, my grandmother, let's say, because she was the, 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 the we, we say in Italian, la matrona di casa. She was the one where everybody was looking for her, what she was doing and trying to be her. And she had this, uh, uh, she loved to teach us to cook. My mother, on the other hand, she was, uh, uh, um, working. She was a full-time work uh, woman. So she had mm-hmm. less time to cook. But I remember in the weekend, we were all gathering in the kitchen of grandma and grandma was sharing the, the cooking. And my mother was just like observing. So I was the one actually that when my mom and, and me, we were together at home, I said, yesterday I've learned to make drinks from grandma. So I was teaching my grandmother my mother to make something actually my mother knew to cook better than I but she let me the have the feeling you know that I was teaching her what grandma had already told her when she was a little girl so we always have you know and I'm Italian so food uh it's something that is in our is a priority for us and I I I discovered that when I married JJ JJ my husband and manager is Dutch and when I married him and he came into my family, for me, it was normal, you know. We are having mm-hmm. breakfast. We talk about what shall we have for lunch. We're having lunch. What are we eating for dinner? And so <laughs> that was normal. And for me, it was just normal. I mean, born and raised like that. We talk about Christmas dinner or Easter dinner three months ahead of time. And he was like, what is with your family? <laughs> you because your family doesn't do that. It was like, wow. <laughs> So it's an Italian thing. Oh, of so. course. On your first date, did you guys go Dutch treat? No. Actually, he paid for my oh, first. Oh, all right. Okay. Very and good. And just because, you know, yeah, actually he's Dutch, but he was not, he wanted to impress me because in the beginning, <laughs> we married nine months after we met and I didn't like him. I just, <laughs> I just, I, he bought me for a meal, actually. <laughs> Because we were in Switzerland. I was a student at the time of university for psychology. But in the wintertime, I was going to Switzerland to do three months of gigs. So for three months with two musicians, I was performing. And one night, JJ worked for televisions, for the Dutch television. He came in with a group of Dutch people. He saw me and he thought, that's the one I want to marry. Me, on the other what? hand, I was like, no way, no go. I don't even like that guy because he came to talk to me. And I could not speak any other language but Italian and French. And JJ spoke Dutch and English. So I couldn't even communicate Amazing. with him. Amazing. But the food in the hotel where we were staying in 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 Switzerland was very bad, and I love good food. So my musicians, they were two older gentlemen that love JJ. They say, "Why you don't ask the gentleman to buy a nice dinner for you at the fancy fish restaurant you like?" So I said, "Okay." So we went for dinner there. The rest is history because nine months later we were married. So do you like him now? I love him. Now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a great story. I haven't heard that one before. I love it. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you only performed twice, and I think it should be more, but you only performed twice in Las Vegas a year, and the rest of the time you're on tour. Yes. In this in this event, I'll call it an event, coming up at Myron's at the Smith Center, it's again, it's Wednesday, May 24th at 7 p.m. It's about a 90-minute show, and as I alluded to in the opening, it's a mix of a lot of songs. So tell us a little bit about what you're planning to present and sing. So I always, I'm very eclectic when it comes to music because they ask me, what kind of music do you like? What kind of music do you do? So as a songwriter, of course, I have my own kind of songs I write about myself. So normally they have this kind of pop and country kind of vein. But when it comes about music I love, I love anything from the 1930 until the now, 2023. So 
And I, I love country music. Many people know I love country music. I never done anything with country. I come from rock music, believe it or not, in Italy because Pat Banatars and all the kind of music uh, the, was the music I love to listen when I was a little girl. So I, and, and I decided to, to, uh, to tackle all this music together. And you know, there is going to be, I'm always say, is the singer and the stories that can create a show. So I always sing these songs that if people come, that they all know. But there are many stories that are either related to me, why I'm singing sort of song, or there are also some famous song. I mean, when I mean, I mean famous songs that everybody thinks that they are American or British song that actually are Italian songs. Interesting. So, yeah. I mean, when I did my PBS special from Venice with Love, I was singing a song at last that everybody knows. Yes. Warren, but right. not many people know that Harry Warren was Salvatore Guaragna. It's Italian. In <laughs> this uh, admire on this time, I do the pop uh, soft, 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 soft rock. I think uh, <laughs> I who have nothing from Tom Jones. That song is an Italian song. Uno dei tanti was written and performed by Italians, and then later was uh, and so they are. There is always a lot of surprise, and people always come to my show for the music, but they love the stories behind the songs sure. and. Of them are related to me. I sing not in this show in the PBS. I was doing the song "You Don't Have to Say You Love Me," which everybody knows as the version of Dusty Springfield. But actually, right. the song is "Io che non vivo senza te," written by a Venetian composer who is a dear friend of mine that still lives in Venice. So, and uh, some people come to my story and every time. You know, there are some comedian I write in New York that they they make fun of me. They uh, why. They, uh, Joe Piscopo is a comedian, dear friend of mine. Yes, he's he been on the show in the past. Yes. Oh, you think so? You know, Joe. Yeah. Joe makes fun to me. He said, "Do you wanna, you wanna discover if something is Italian? You give it to Jada. She will make so many research that she will find the one percent Italian, and she will say this is Italian because I sing La Vie en Rose normally. It's my uh, favorite songs to perform normally, not on this show. And Edith Piaf, not many people know, right. her mother was Italian." You're absolutely right. Everybody thinks it's French, and it is French, but her mother was Italian. So, yeah, you, I'm I think always, you're right. So I make anything Italian. I can make you Irish Italian. <laughs> Volare, okay. Why not? <laughs> so, wait a I'm going to get back to the country music. Is it old country or new country that you like? No, it's old, old and new. I mean, okay. I do uh, some old country like uh, Crazy, Willie Nelson. Nice, okay. My mind, but I also do Girl Crash. Uh, of a little big town that is just a recent song and it's the same thing also for for a rock music of course i do songs of the doors i do songs of uh, um, i do a stairway to heaven but there is also pink because he's one of the rock girls from the so it is a little bit of everything and so it's also for folk music i really do love uh i one of my recent singles was time in a bottle talking about that kind of music yeah, jim Croce, right you just have a song and a record out now with that Available on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Because right. the songs, I decided to do Time in a Bottle of Jim Croce uh, because this year is in September, September 23rd, I think, is 50 years ago that he died, uh, Jim Croce, when he was only 30. So it would have been eight. Right. And that song was written exactly 50 years ago. So, and I think, still think it's a spectacular song. So that song is also the show, but there's also some song of Bob Dylan, of course, uh, right. knocking on Evan's, Evan's door. There are some songs of the Beatles, Here Comes the Sun, something. So, and I always make fun because while I was preparing for the show, I'm, I'm a songwriter. So I, I really pay attention to the lyrics because singing is storytelling after all. And when I was preparing for the show, I said to JJ, what were people smoking in the 70s? Because all the songs is about 
Floor, Stairway to Heaven, and Flowers. Johnny Mitchell, right? I'm doing the song, um, what is it, a Big Yellow Taxi. I mean, they paved paradise and they built a parking lot. They were protesting. Um, the 70s must have been a fantastic uh, time. I mean, they were either smoked and protested <laughs> about something or writing song about who knows what. So it would have been perfect era for me. <laughs> so when you sing country music, do you change into costume or put on uh, boots, cowboy boots? No, actually, I, you know, I'm famous for my outfits. I'm always wearing those beautiful evening gowns. Right, that's I right. I'm trying to get that picture in my mind of you singing country music like crazy. And yet you're not necessarily dressed up as a cowgirl. No, but you know, I'm Italian. So, I mean, even though I would love to be a I would love to be Dolly Parton. I tell you, I would love to be the outfit of Dolly. I love, I, I, I love Dolly. But no, I, I will have a probably because it's being made uh, this right now. I'm going to be wearing like a pantsuit. So with some fringes. So it's going nice. to be a little bit, but with glitters because I'm Italian. Yeah, I like to be elegant. But uh, probably not an evening gown, unless I decide to change at some point during the concert. And I'm also going to have a guest uh, coming all the way from San Francisco. It's a dear friend of mine, Anna Maria, and she's an harp player. She's an harpist, so we're going to be doing some songs together. So it's going to be a, a nice night and a lot of laugh. You know me. You know me, Ira, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it's great. And the fact, again, people think of you not necessarily as a singer of so many different genres, and that's why I, it's good that you're doing a mix so they can see those different elements. Yes, that. Uh, so last year, actually, exactly a year ago, yesterday, I wanted to. I was. I wanted to bring my music back to the Netherlands. So uh, somebody said the only way to do it is to go back on one of those television shows. So they had in the Netherlands Holland Got Talent, which is the same American Got Talent. So and I speak Dutch is my second language. So I did it last year, exactly a year ago, and he got me a record deal. So I went back to my original path. It was the one of songwriting. So I've been writing a lot of songs and I release every six months, starting actually a few months, weeks from now, I'm going to release the first original song. I can already tell you the title is for the first time. It's a beautiful song about uh, when you say I love you, knowing that it's going to be and I love you forever. Mm -hmm. And so I'm writing a lot of original and and this concert for the first time at the Smith Center also going to be performing a lot of my original songs. Boy, it is so. a mix, isn't it? Combination of everything. When you were back in the Netherlands, did JJ buy you dinner again? He buys me dinner even in Las Vegas, wherever <laughs> he buys me dinner. Hey, when you married an Italian, dinners is like yeah, the first exactly. I, I told you, call me for a dinner. I wanted to have fish, and uh, I take you to a fish restaurant. And nine months later, I was married. I said, this is the keeper. <laughs> Absolutely. I was just thinking, if you ever opened up a restaurant in Las Vegas, you can't call it Giada's, Giada. but you I'll can call it Valenti, and so that, do it that way. I will probably call, I don't know, I will be calling something else. I would yeah. call it, uh, you know, I do a lot of sign language. I don't know, do you remember during during COVID? So even uh, at the Smith Center, there is always a friend of mine doing some signing. I have some deaf people sometimes that come to my concert. So deaf people, they always try to figure it out a way to call you with a sign that is shorter. So they call me Jiva, which is the first letter of G, Jada, and Valenti. So, and yeah. it's very, it's very easy to sign. So, I may call my restaurant Jiva. Yes, I like that. And just make it very, very exclusive, four tables, and you behind in the kitchen making all those dishes. I think it could work. While I'm cooking, when the moon hits your eyes, <laughs> and all together, that's amore. There we go. That's an idea. Thank you, Ira. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just want 10%. I always come up with ideas, but uh, you know, what am I going to do? And JJ can handle the, the billing and the booking and the taking the reservations. 
country is great with that. Yeah. You know, they're, German, they're <laughs> so you've performed in a couple of places in Las Vegas, but the Smith Center for you, I think, is the perfect venue because of the acoustics and the staging. And I've been there, obviously, and I, I talk it up a lot because a lot of my guests perform at the Smith Center. There's Reynolds Hall, and then there's Myron's. And Myron's Cabaret just has that wonderful, intimate feel, and you can really connect with the audience, and the sound is always great. They have uh, the Kevins, as everybody called, you know, the Kevin Hart and and the two guys that eat the sound on stage and on stage. It's spectacular, the venue. And listen, I, I got to perform at Carnegie Hall, which everybody, the acoustic of Carnegie Hall are spectacular, but the sound system is not even close to the Smith Center. And when I meet people from Las Vegas, they have never been to the Smith Center. I'm like, you know, it's like when you meet people in New York City, they never saw mm -hmm. the, the Statue of Liberty. I'm like, you have to go. This is just like something people come from other parts of the world to see the place and, and right. you have it there. So I will invite and to see my show of any show at the Smith Center and also the Reynolds Olds, which I'm very proud to say they told me that was inspired the big room by the um the La Fenice Theater in Venice. You know, I'm Venetian, so mm -hmm. I'm very proud. And actually it's much bigger than the La Fenice Theater, but he has the same shape. It's like an embrace, I'm always saying the acoustic are and people who are listening and watching us from around the world if they come to Las Vegas, they really should get a chance, especially while you're performing there, again, May 24th. But even if they miss you, just to come in and see the Smith Center, take a tour and try to catch a performance there because just the experience is wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, and it's new. I mean, they built it, like, what was it, a couple of years ago, seven, eight, Well, nine, eight. it's more like 10 years ago. 10 years ago, yeah. yeah. So before I, was my there at the, I was there at the opening. And if you watch oh. the PBS special, I did a free, there's a freeze frame. Well, they didn't do a freeze frame. I took a shot of the screen while it was airing because I could find us in the audience. So we have that as a little historical marker, so to speak. So. And I'm looking at you at the video, but I'm sure people said, why is she looking down? Because you are there. But is this the way that I'm looking at the camera? Yes, I'm right there is where you're looking at me. That's perfect. Yes. No, you're, you're a lot better than most people. Most people, I've had a few people look off into the distance to the right or to the left. They're not quite sure where the camera on there. Oh, yeah, on I, mean, I was looking at you because your face is below. But now I said, hey, maybe I should no, look at No, no, no. Either way works fine because where I am, I'm close enough to where my camera is. So you look like you're looking at me. So don't worry oh. about it. Don't force it. No, you're fine. And I look like I'm looking at you, and I'm also looking at other things too. You know, I watch stock prices and the news. No, I'm not. I just I'm oh, concentrating. Gosh. No, I'm, I'm concentrating on you. I only do this. No, no, we are polite people, ladies and gentlemen, watching. Exactly, we are talking to. Exactly, exactly right. Are you going to how many? Without getting into long uh, numbers or anything like that, but in terms of when you set up your song inventory, I guess song list would be better than inventory for the show. And you're going to perform some of your original material. How do you work that out percentage-wise? Is it 10% of the total performance? Or it doesn't really matter to you. It's just so it's in the mix along with country and all the other genres. I mean, because, you know, uh, you want to uh, to uh, to people that come to the show to um, to give them something they are familiar with, even though they come there for me and they love me. But, you know, there is always a few people that come there because they hope to listen to the favorite song. So in my original song, they are new, so they don't know. So this particular show, I think I will be doing two or three originals and all the rest are those iconic songs that everybody knows. And I try to to create, like, uh, I work together with a musical director called Chris Lush. He's, he's a young musical director here in town. He's very talented. And He's always trying to push me to have more, uh, because I, I am a storyteller. So I'm, I, I tend to love ballads and songs that really 
tells stories in a very melodic and slow way. And Chris is always saying, hey, let's... <laughs> yeah, you're right, Chris. So we always have this discussion. So I, we always try to balance the show with some high tempo. So we're going to have Light My Fire. We're opening, actually, I can tell you. We're opening like big. We open with Light My Fire with a very rocky version that you cannot even imagine. And then we've never seen the rain. So we stay up there. People, people that come to my concert all the time is going to be like... Where is our job? <laughs> like, uh, you know, because I, I, my idea was to, to open with a tender opening, actually. And, uh, and Chris was like, no, let's go. Like, we go big and then we go small again. So go big or go home, right? <laughs> He's stretching me to try new things. So who knows if it would be like, a, a, you know, and every show is different. But so this, I, this time I opened the show in a different way that I normally do. Normally, I really, I like to go on stage because, you know, let's be honest. The first song, uh, this was uh, somebody in New York I took lesson with called Vicky Stewart. It was a famous, uh, she's from England. And she was my uh, teacher for a uh, stage director for a few years. She said, you should realize that the first two songs, people are looking, oh, that's the way she look. Oh, she changed the hair. Look at the makeup. Oh, have you seen that? This is what they're thinking. So she said, you don't put your most beautiful song there because they're not even caring what you're singing. They're just loving you. And she was right because you see the people are, so, and they look, then they, they go to the musicians if they hear, oh, look, oh, the piano this time, she doesn't have the guy. And look, so she said the two songs are just like, you know, they will pass through them like, and so she's right. So I'm going to do like two up tempo. So people is going to be like, whoa, what's going on? Well, not then? only was she right, but Chris was right too. Yeah, Chris is definitely right. Yeah. And Chris, he, always, he has a lot of faith in me. He always said, you want to be put in a box like the singer of the ballads, the things of the storytelling. He always think I'm much more than that because I'm very lively. So he's always stretches me to do more uh, songs that may, people may not expect from me. Like uh, he had also for this show, he had some suggestion. I said, mm. and he was like, <laughs> if say, I'm sure you, I, I could pull it through. I mean, I wanted to do, I will always love you. Dolly Parton. She, she's one of my idols between me and you. I, I adore Dolly Parton. He's one of the, the person that I admire the most. So, but for me, Dolly was, that song and all the ballads that she had written from here to the moon and back. I don't know. And, and Chris was like, no, you have to do the card of many colors, Jolene, just rock it. So I said, so it to go for Jolene, Jolene. Okay. My first choice would have been like, I will always love you. I think it's, uh, so, you know, and I'm sure some, some of my fans, some of them are traveling, by the way, all the way from Europe to be at the Smith Center for the first time. They will be like, because they know me as the romantic singer. So I tell you next time we do the interview, ask okay. me this. How did the rock and uh, <laughs> work with the audience? And I will have my answers to you. And the next time that you perform, I think you should have an exhibition kitchen on stage and be cooking while you're singing. That would be an idea. But you know that after the COVID, when I was doing the Jada Live and cooking, and uh, I got approached actually for some major televisions. They were asking me if I was interested in presenting a cooking show and uh, have the cooking and the music and the thing. And, and we're still talking because I think along the line would be something that, why not, right? Sure. I mean, I, and you know what is about uh, the good things that people appreciate about my cooking is that one of the things I say right away in the beginning, remember my grandma parents and about being humble i say to everybody ladies and gentlemen i'm a singer i am a singer if i cook you can do better <laughs> so 
and 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 that's it. I know I can cook pretty well, but I mean, I'm not a chef by any means. I cook simply simple food, healthy food. With my grandmother used to say, if a recipe has more than four ingredients, which doesn't mean count or salt and oil. Sure. Not a recipe, it's just a mess. So all my recipe have four ingredients and maybe some olive oil and some salt or sugar if it's a sultry recipe. And very, I mean, you know, I'm a singer, so I don't want to spend three days in the kitchen. I, I rather <laughs> be writing a song. So sure. everything I make is made from scratch and fast. So, well, yeah. that's a great way to leave it. My guest has been Jada Valenti performing in Myron's at the Smith Center this Wednesday, May 24th at 7 p.m. for ticket information. Go to the smithcenter.com and for everything about Jada, go to jadavalenti.com and you can follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Jada, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Ira, and see you soon. And this Absolutely. is a sign for the deaf people that means I love you. I love you. See you next time. See you next time. You've been listening to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. Hey,